Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Rosenblum and Esposito on WSCR 670 The Score. We should be 670 WSUK. And the 2-2. A little liner, center field, base hit. A run is in. Half goes to second. Holds there. Cubs lead one to nothing. Bellinger hit it softly. Run. It was an off-speed pitch. He just kept the hands back long enough to get the job done. Who will win the Woodman's gift card jackpot of one thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars if your team player hits a home run this inning? Bellinger hits a high drive, deep right center. Back is Bader. It's got a chance. Gone. Cody Bellinger with a long home run, and this ball game is tied four to four. Well, right on cue. This is more normal than a two to one or a three to two. This this high scoring idea. Cracked in the air. It's going to get even more high scoring in a minute. This ball's got a chance. Gone for Jimmer Candelario, and the Cubs now lead 13 to seven. This will give them a mark of 73 and 64 and keep them in that second spot in the wild card race. Fly ball to center. This is going to end it off the bat of Ellie De La Cruz. The center fielder Tuckman makes the catch. Ball game over. Cub fans are delighted here in Cincinnati. An easy 15 to 7 win. The final, the Chicago Cubs 15, the Cincinnati Reds 7. Cubs highlights and highlights and highlights. And Pat Hughes lied there. It wasn't an easy 15 to 7 win because at one point it was 12 to 5, and then suddenly it wasn't 12 to 5 anymore. And you thought, oh my God, here we go again. The Reds are going to find a way to walk this off for the third straight day. Good morning. Happy Labor Day. Hope you are having a non-laborious Labor Day. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. We are here for Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, The Score. Our phone number, 312-644-6767. Our Monday suckage menu. We are gonna. St- we will have Josh Nelson of the Sox Machine. Boy, that Chris gets here is off to a great start, huh? Yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, right? Get swept by the Tigers at home and... Phallic symbols blow across the ball field. That was kind of funny. Not as nearly as funny as the way they try to play baseball and try to tell you this is what's going on. 
Uh, Chris Emma will be here. He covers the Bears for the score. We are the score. We're going to talk Bears here. Megan Montemoreau of the Tribune. She covers the Cubs. We will talk about the Cubs. Oh, boy, will we. Kylie McDaniel, 925. He reports on minor leaguers for ESPN. So the Cubs found a way to avoid the walk-off. Yesterday wasn't they? <clears throat> they scored two touchdowns, one for two, and it's fifteen to seven. Salvage split of the series in Cincinnati. They trail the dreaded Brewers by three and a half games. And I was writing this down, making the notes, and going, <clears throat> "Wait a minute, why does every cheesehead team? Why do they get to be better than ours? The Brewers are better than the Cubs." They shouldn't be, but they are. The Packers are better than the Bears and have been forever. We'll see. We, we really. Okay. The <laughs> Bears are a franchise that no, lost. I know. They lost to Brett Hundley. I, I know. It doesn't have to be Rodgers and Favre. They lost to Brett Hundley. They are on a 10-game losing streak still because they haven't played yet this year. That's right. We went back and looked it up. Just so you know, the Bears' last victory, October 24th in New England, which would be a big deal if, you know, Bill Belichick hadn't gone the way of, like, Mitch McConnell and suddenly they've lost all manner of their minds in a row, transmitters aren't firing, and he thinks Mac Jones is a starter, Bailey Zappi is, and no, he's not anymore. So this would have been really good if they'd have beaten Tom Brady's Patriots in New England. Now I've lost my train of thought. I feel like Mitch McConnell. So anyways, the... <laughs> The Bears' last victory was October 24th. Your Halloween decorations were already up for last year, and they may still be up for aren't this they, year. Aren't they up now? Isn't it pumpkin spice season before Labor Day? I have pumpkin spice in this cup right here to my left. H-U-S. <laughs> That's just awful. Anyway, so the Brewers are better than the Cubs. Packers better than the Bears. And the Bulls are far worse than the Bucks. The Bucks are so much better. Giannis is there, and... I don't think that the Bulls, you know, the three little bigs, they're not even allowed to look at Giannis' highlight tapes. They can't. I'm sorry. You're not good enough to watch Giannis play basketball. Yeah, that's that's one of those where, unfortunately, and you just mentioned it, it's like Rodgers. Well, as long as Rodgers is there, the Packers are probably going to beat the Bears every time. As long as Giannis is there. I mean, the Bulls will sneak a win in here and there, but not in a series. Not well, in we the saw standings. That. Yeah, not in the standings. Right. All right. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Score listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Our phone number, 312-644-6767. That'll get you to our text line as well. So I need an answer. I'm going to hang up and listen for my answer. Why does every why is Wisconsin better than ours? Plus, they got cheese curds. They have cheese curds, and we don't. Just over the border. The old uh, cheese castle or whatever it's Mars called. Cheese, Mars cheese. No. Mars cheese castle. Yeah, the brat stop. The brat stop. Okay. Yeah. The Anyway, I, I don't have an answer. It's frustrating as hell. I Cubs are three games up in the wild card. And there's a four-way tie for the teams they lead. They're three games up over the Reds. The Reds. So they seemingly just brought back into this competition. This could have been a four-game sweep. Could have been. Should have been. Should have been. And that's the fear with Alzali at this point. 
So the Reds, Diamondbacks, Marlins, and Giants are all tied three games back of the Cubs for that last wild card. And look at that. The Cubs begin a three-game series with the Giants at beautiful and historic Wrigley Field. You can hear those games, every Cubs game on this very radio station, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. With the play-by-play of the beautiful and historic Pat Hughes, by the way. Always wonderful to listen to. Ron Coomer, Zach Zaidman. So today the Cubs are back home at Wrigley Field after this road trip, after splitting in Cincinnati. Today the Cubs are back home at Wrigley Field to start a big series against the Giants. Pre-game begins at 12.45 with first pitch at 120 on the score and the Xfinity Cubs radio network. Just so you know, yesterday, Mike Talkman, a Palatine pounder. There you go. Career high four hits out of the leadoff spot. I'm never quite sure. I don't consider my, are you a lineupista, as Joe Madden used to derisively refer to us, wondering what the hell happened? Not really, no. Because I I used to, in fact, I recall we likely talked about it back in 2015 when Joe Madden started doing it. I loved how he would kind of shuffle things around and, you know, you'd have an Anthony Rizzo leadoff appearance randomly and you'd have whatever else he would do. I kind of enjoyed that. So the one time he wasn't a leadoff, it wasn't a lineup beast, though, was when he forced Kyle Schwarber into the leadoff spot yeah. for three months. They did everything they could for Kyle Schwarber. He came through. He got the. He started the rally that won the World Series, right? Yeah. Did a remarkable comeback. Wonderful. And then they proceeded to screw him up, and everybody else got him right, and all he does is keep hitting home runs. Well, he bats leadoff for Philly now, which, ironically enough, he's he's batting under 200, but I think he has 40 home runs. He's close to 40 home runs. He's somewhere in there. Well, the summer of Talkman, uh, he he entered Sunday hitting 138 with a 286 on base percentage in his last 19 games. That's not really an ideal leadoff man kind of profile. But again, when you face certain pitchers, and they're facing a rookie pitcher, guy making his major mm-hmm. league debut, and and the guy who relieved him would be making his mm-hmm. his first appearance in the majors. The hit, the, Talkman had not had an extra base hit in seventy plate appearances in nineteen games. Then came Sunday. He was red hot for yes. a good three or four weeks, and then he's had a few cold weeks. He obviously. was Jim Edmonds. He was Jim Edmonds. He was just going to be hot. He was going to take wins away, catch balls, do all that kind of stuff. Anyways, he went. He had four hits, career high on Sunday, out of the leadoff spot. The Cubs' top six hitters all had multi-hit games, and the top six drove in 12 of the 15 runs. So that's the way you put a lineup together. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what the Cubs are supposed to do to a team like the Reds in that ballpark, mm-hmm. right? And that's a ballpark that – Lends itself to smacking them. And then, unfortunately, it lends itself for the Reds smacking them. Wait, who made Jamison Tyon bad? <laughs> my my uh, more, more uh, detailed question to that is, how can he get no one out for an inning or two innings and then get everyone out the rest of the time? He's had several starts like that where he gives up four in the first and then nothing until the sixth. How does that happen? Our 9 o'clock guest, Megan Montemuro, noted this today. In his last 10 starts coming out of the break, the all-star break, 
He surrendered a team-high 11 first-inning runs. There you go. He's the best reason you should have an opener who's not him. I mean, you'd almost be better with Drew Smiley than Jamison Tyone yeah. starting Jamison Tyone games. So the if you were listening to the game and the the wonderful tones, the dulcet tones of Pat Hughes, Hall of Famer. I think at one point he said, Well, the Cub, Jamison Tyone has faced four batters today, he has two strikeouts, and he's given up two home runs. So <laughs> that's Kind of good, but uh, not so good on the home runs front, obviously. So they've lost only two of their last 15 series, right? They didn't lose this series against the Reds, but didn't it feel like they did? Doesn't it, it feel yeah. like a series loss? It it feels like a missed opportunity because at the very – I mean, this should have been a sweep, right? I mean, you, you had a, a nice comeback yesterday. They trailed – then it was 5-5, then all of a sudden it was 12-5, right? So that was wonderful. And it was but then great. it was 12-7. And and <laughs> like, That's right. Keegan Thompson, come on down. Um, but right, the, the two preceding games, you know, you had one-run games. And I know the Cubs have played a ton of one-run games this season. Uh, over the last month and a half or whatever it's, it's been, almost half their games are one-run games. So that bullpen is taxed. We know that they don't blow people out. They haven't anyway. Yesterday it turned out to be a blowout, but they haven't been blowing people out. So you see Merriweather, Leiter, Al, um, Adbert Alzlai a million times, like in that order usually, but they've been overworked. They've been really good. So they were due for a letdown, but certainly you don't want to see it against a team that you are just above in the standings for that wild card, right? And this could have been a four-game sweep. Does that not effectively end the red season right there? I think so. Yeah. I, think the, I think the Cubs let them get back in. Yeah. They, suddenly the Reds are tied with the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, and the Giants, today's opponent. So it's a four-way tie for teams three games behind the Cubs for the second wild card spot. Cubs have a bunch of games against Arizona coming up as well, home and away. End of this week. Yeah. And then they'll play in Arizona in the middle yep. of the month. Um, I think that's the traditional Russia Shunna series. They're going to play in Arizona. By the way, t- today they play the Giants, and you'll hear it on the score. So the Cubs have Cy Young candidate Justin Steele going, right? They do. Do you know who he's facing? I haven't looked yet, but I can. Maybe the most underrated Cy Young contender out there, Logan Webb. Logan Webb with a 3.49 ERA and a 1.10 whip. That's tied for ninth in the majors, not the National League, the majors. Steals 2.69 ERA, a second in the majors. That is a dandy pitching matchup. That it is. Pull up a chair and spend part of Labor Day afternoon with us. I think I will. Cubs baseball. Cubs baseball. You'll hear it here. In fact, Mike Esposito right over here, he's going to read you today's starting lineup. We have lots. Yes. We have lots of good stuff for you here on Labor Day uh, after 10. Steve and I will be here until 10. So we have that going for us. starts then. Uh, We'll do transition and then uh, you'll have Gabe Ramirez from 10 until 1245. Lots of bears, I'm sure. Talk with Gabe. Cubs, Zach will have the pregame Cubs-Giants at 1245 and then first pitch at 120. And again, it's Steel and Webb. There's a joke there somewhere, a Steel Webb. 
Okay, well, you didn't make the joke. Move <laughs> right along with the lineup. Because... After Zach's postgame show, Mark Rohde undoubtedly talked Bears and Packers from the end of post until 6. And then from 6 to 9 p.m., sit back and relax and enjoy Pat's Call to the Hall, a fantastic special uh, put together by us right here at 670 The Score uh, upon Pat's Hall of Fame weekend induction. And it was a great one. And it is a great one. You'll enjoy it. Our phone number is 312-644-6767. John in, in Dallas? Really? John? Hello, Bears fan. Listen, I think Ross is making a couple of major mistakes down the stretch. And uh, like I was saying to Sean. What do you think? You got to you got to stop bringing in the closer when you don't need the closer. If sometimes Mayweather strike out the side and they he bring in the closer. Just uh, this other night, the pitcher was doing good. He was only at ninety three pitches. He was at ninety eight pitchers. Assad was at ninety eight pitches. Most he'd thrown in his career. He had thrown eight innings. It's always hot and sticky and yucky in Cincinnati. You feel like you're you're sweating skyline chili when you're in in Cincinnati in August and September. So it was the right move. This is what your guy is. If you don't if you don't think he can close, then don't have him as the closer. John, John, John are you anywhere near Salt Lick Barbecue or Franklin Barbecue? No. All right. Well, I need you to go there and get me some. I need some burn ends, okay? <laughs> can you do that for me? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, John, you have a good Labor Day. Don't labor. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito. 312-644-6767. We're in for Mully and Haw. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Bears are playing What's My Line? And we really don't know. We're not sure what it is. And should the quarterback say something about it? We will discuss that. I'm Steve Rosen with Louis Mike Esposito. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670 The Score. He's gone through a couple of things. You know, I will say when he has gone, it's everything that we've we saw on tape before. So I'm confident we're going to be in a good place. Um, you know, as coach said the other day, you know, with football, you gotta you do have to play football. You gotta practice football, and, and he's doing well now. But knocking that rust off and getting going, that's going to be the key thing. So we got a little bit of time here, practice today, practice tomorrow, and then next week. So we're heading the right direction. Well, Pete Davis is in um, absence with just injuries, like why he wasn't in most of the camp. Uh, it was a combination of things, but yeah, he's, um, I just feel like he's in a better place now. That is your Bears GM, Ryan Poles. Talking about Nate Davis, your titular right guard. We have no idea if he's going to be there or not. We have no idea why he hasn't been there. The GM's not saying we're on a need-to-know basis, and we don't need to know anything he doesn't want to tell us. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito. We're in for Mully and Haw today, this Labor Day. Hope you're having a wonderful holiday doing nothing. Certainly not laboring. It's 725 on Monday morning. So that's where we're going to start, Espo, with the Bears offensive line. Yes. Nate Davis. We have no idea if it was a physical injury, an emotional injury, something involving his family. He wasn't there for more than it, – it wasn't just a physical injury. Otherwise, I think Ryan Poles would have said that. And he said it's a combination of things or, or said it's a series of things, and I guess he's better. And what he what we finally saw, the way he sounded, right, the subtext, mm-hmm. 
what we finally saw in practice is what we've been waiting to see. That's why we signed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and my concern of this is this. I mean, number one, I have, I have, and this is just me, not telling everyone why your big free agent acquisition hasn't been present. And I get it, privacy, and if there's something going on behind the scenes with his family or whatever, you know, the man is entitled to his privacy, and I get it. But by not sharing any, whether it's injury news or whatever, when what was the the edict from Eberflus? If something's long term, I'll let you guys know. Otherwise, just assume everyone's day to day, right? You know that whatever they said at the beginning of camp. But he was day to day, and then he wasn't there like all of camp. Mm-hmm. And this is your big one of your big free agent signings. I do appreciate the fact that once you know the preseason was over. And you started what you would term, quote, regular season practices. There he is. He's back. He's got to shake the rust off. And I think it was Mark Grody. It sounded like Grody. A good question, as you just said. Was it only an injury? Is that why he wasn't here? And you could sell, you know, Poles was not going anywhere near that question. But the way he dodged around it made it sound like it was more than just an injury. So maybe it was. I don't know. I, I, I hope he's fine, personally. And I hope he's fine professionally, obviously, for the Bears, for football, for the Packers on Sunday. But by all accounts, he should be there to play on Sunday. And and the Bears need him to play on Sunday. Yes, they do. Show up and block somebody. So the one thing we know about that is not day-to-day, even though he might say it's day-to-day, is Tevin Jenkins. He ain't going to be here. He's month-to-month. So your offensive line, left to right, right, Braxton Jones, Probably Cody White here at left guard. Probably Lucas Patrick at center. Probably Nate Davis at right guard. And probably Darnell Wright at right. No, I <laughs> so, say that because I know. we're we're not sure what they're going to do. First of all, Wright should be healthy enough to play. That's, yes. They're all indications. Nate Davis should show up, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, whether it's family or personal, whatever it is, they sound like they expect him to play. Mm -hmm. Now, center and left guard, because Jenkins isn't going to be there. So now you got Cody White here, Mm -hmm. probably playing left guard. We know he's really good there. We know he's really good at center. Lucas Patrick, who was brought in to be a center and got hurt and never showed up again and seems like... Wasn't he kind of bad when he was there, too? Yeah, he's... a. He's been a waste of space, it seems like. Because you don't well, you <laughs> that would don't be know, bad, yes. You know, what would you say you do around here? <laughs> and so and now it's the Packers. That's this is one yeah. of the prime reasons you sign guys from mm-hmm. the Packers. I believe forever. Hunter Hillenmeyer was signed when the Packers got rid of him so that the Bears would learn why do we suck against the mm-hmm. Packers? Tell us what we're missing here. Mm-hmm. And Hunter Hillenmeyer was brought in to answer those questions. So it's it's Bears Packers this week, and here's Lucas Patrick. Now, the one thing I haven't heard, and maybe I've missed it, and I wonder, should Justin Fields have a say in this? Would you let your quarterback, who's in the second year of this with the Green Bay offensive coordinator, third year in 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 the NFL, prove it year, would you let him Tell you who should be his offensive lineman? I th- I think he should have an opinion on the center. I think 
if one of them were bad at center, that we would know that. I would want to know that from the quarterback. Outside of that, I would say no. And I and I I mean specifically with the center quarterback stuff, whether it's snaps under center, shotgun snaps, anything he does not like because he deals with the center for so for so much. And since Whitehair was the center when Tevin Jenkins was healthy, mm-hmm. if he does not want Lucas Patrick there, Fields, I mean, I would say yes. Then put Whitehair there and then play the newly acquired Dan Feeney at guard. Well, it's it's not just whose tushy do you prefer yeah. in snaps. Right. But, but it is an important thing. Who does the quarterback feel most comfortable with in taking snaps? Like you said, direct snaps, shotgun. But there's such an important part of the quarterback-center relationship is, and, and Olin Cruz would be terrific to talk to, mm-hmm. and I'll get to Olin Cruz in just a minute, but there's the communication. Are you seeing the same thing on defense? Are you are you seeing? You're looking up. Sure. You're all the pointing, all the signals. The center's calling out. Are you seeing the same thing? One of the guy he might feel with Cody White here that he's got more simpatico. They're seeing the same thing. They're 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 on their same wavelength. They know what they want to do, and that's the way it's going to go. And there's also the the whole captain of the offensive line thing. Like, and I know because his teammates always credit him, and I know you're going to talk about Olin in a second here, but Olin was fantastic. Line calls, getting everyone ready, getting everyone on the same page for each play on the line, you know, shouting things out either side to to his fellow linemen. So is Whitehair demonstrably better at that than than Lucas Patrick? I have no idea. I'm I'm merely spitballing a question. But if one of them is better at that, and Lucas Patrick did not show very well last year, then maybe that plays it should play into your decision as to who you start at center. I would say that that's that center quarterback relationship is is so important that the quarterback should have something to say for it. I, I don't care whether you think Justin Fields is too young to have an opinion on this and stop dictating and and who do you think you are, Aaron Rodgers, that kind of stuff. But if you have a if you're the quarterback and you feel far more comfortable and it's your year and everything's built around you and the the joke that is the the phrase the no excuses tour mm-hmm. is everything that happens on the Bears this year will be an excuse. All the the fanboys, the Justin Fields fanboys will be making excuses in the supposed and even the ones who use the phrase Justin Fields no excuses tour, mm-hmm. they will make excuses for him. But I would say that I would want his input, if not direct decision, who do you want snapping the ball? Who do you want calling out signals? And you mentioned, we were talking about Olin Cruz. This, our Bears coverage, it starts this week in yes. earnest against the Packers. Yes, it does. So before Chicago takes on Green Bay in the season opener, tune in Sunday morning from 9 to noon for the PNC Bank pregame show. Presented by your local Ford dealers and Fox Valley Coins. Mully, Olin Krutz, and Patrick Manley will get you set for week one, the showdown. Two snappers for the price of one right there. There you go. Then immediately following the game, we'll have the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Mully, Olin Krutz, and Patrick Manley will have instant reaction to the season opener. All of it can be heard on the 670 The Score 
and the free Odyssey app where you can hear us. So you mentioned Dan Feeney, the pride of Sandberg High, yes. the legend, and he is a legend. I am such a fan. I have no idea. I did not know he existed before the Bears <laughs> got him. But on the one hand, you had him talk about his grandma. I mean, he's coming home to play, right? He is, the Bears trade for him. They bring him from the Dolphins, and they need help guard to guard. They need – he's got to play somewhere. Yes. The the alleged Nate Davis, the absent Tevin Jenkins, the curious Lucas Patrick. So you need – you got to have your Dan Feeney. Need a Dan Feeney. So he comes home. and All right, so the, you ask the usual meatball, deep dish kind of questions, right? <laughs> yep. Right, you do. You ask. It. I know. Right, I, we're guilty of it too. What do you, what do you think? Of, you know, what's your beer? You're gonna go memory? to Melnati's. How long have you been a beer fan, my friend? <laughs> and he said his grandma used to make him sit down and watch. Yes, the Super Bowl Shuffle. Okay, and I and you would think, all right, that's good enough. We're here. We're we're not here to cause no trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so there's more because. Dan Feeney and his friends were not. Grandma said Super Bowl shovel. Dan Feeney and his friends went the extra yard, my friend. I've gotten that a couple of times. Me and my buddies will pass the Instagram videos around uh, the the super fans. And obviously, being from here, love it. You know, Chris Farley is one of the best comics to ever do it in my eyes. So he's just hilarious in that whole skit. He's got They're a piece of Polish sausage lodged in the lining of his heart, my friend. Mini Ditka 87, <laughs> Giants minus 12, right? And that's yeah. that's what they were doing. And they're, they're mocking. I know people who talk like the people they sure. mock, right? Absolutely. So that was Robert. And I asked people, to, I asked this on Saturday, and I asked it of Grody. And anybody who, tomorrow, Mulligan Hall will be back. And Mike Mulligan and I... 30 years ago, when it was Bulls-Knicks, because mm-hmm. it was always Bulls-Knicks, mm-hmm. Robert Smigel, who created that, the super yep. fans, right? And as well as Triumph, the insult. I, I just, love tremendous Triumph. Tremendous career. So, yep. so Robert Smigel, and I used him in a Sun-Times column when I was writing for the Sun-Times, Bulls-Knicks. I said, give me a scouting. Give me Carl Wolarski. That was his character. <laughs> yeah. Carl Wolarski. Uh-huh. Give me a scouting report on the Knicks. And bulls. So here's he goes. So I'll, I said I'll go player by player. Just tell me. He goes. So we got to. I said Charles Oakley. He goes. Look for Oakley to bite, my friend. <laughs> and he's doing it in the voice, so he gets the lines right. And- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I said, we're going to be there early. Um, what if we got, he goes, so we set up dinner at Mickey Mantle's. Oh, uh, wow. With the Bulls, you got to stay at the plaza and you had a break on the, right? Nice. Because they needed to be able to have a big enough service elevator to get Michael <laughs> Jordan's group in there. Yeah. So we, m- me, Mike Mulligan, who's covering the Bulls for us. Yeah. And the late, great Tim Weigel, friend of both of sure. us. And Timmy was hail fellow, well met, wonderful. He was always up and going and doing and, and he, he gave coffee depression because Timmy had <laughs> so much energy. So it was the three of us and Robert Smigel, and he brings along somebody from the show. And I want somebody to call up Moline Ha tomorrow, 312-644-6767, and ask Molly about that. It was 30 years ago when – when we did this, my friend. 1993? Yep, it was. It was the spring of 93 when we did this at Mickey Mantle's. And it was a remarkable thing that we were a part of it. It was great fun. And the the show, the, the it was one of the stars on the show. Well, one of the one of the guys on the Saturday Saturday Night Live show. Who was who came with Robert Smigel right along, and he couldn't have been more of a more window dressing, and it's remarkable now when you see this guy. He had a career, he's had a career, and I just want I want Mully's I want to hear Mully tell his version of the story of me and him and Weigel at Mickey Mantle's with. That's One a good story right super there. Fans, yeah. And I'd like to hear the rest of it. I'm going to have to listen to Mully and Vegas Hot tomorrow morning. Yeah, there you go. So that's it. And then you people got homework assignments. You can't even remember. I'm asking <laughs> I'm asking fellow suckageers to do this because I know the Wake and Bake Club won't remember. We're going to take a break. When we come back, something you need Wake and Bake for. Speaking of suckageers. White Sox. White Sox. Winless in the Chris Getz era. Things just get done. They are stuck on stupid at 35th and Shields. We'll see what the Josh Nelson of the Sox machine, where he goes with this, what they do, and how much enthusiasm they still have for their whole project, him and Jim Margulis. And they should. But see how much life they the Sox have sucked out of them. Sox are only 23 and a half games out of the wild card. Just letting you know. Wow. So they haven't been mathematically eliminated. They are ahead of Oakland and Kansas City. And do you realize now that Kansas City is the worst team in baseball? They are 10 games behind the Tigers. I'm just telling you that Kansas City is now the worst, and that's where the White Sox are looking for inspiration. There's your team, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito. We're in for Moline Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Steve Rosenblum. Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670 The Score. On the ground, up the middle, second base, Ibanez for short, and the Tigers get two. 
Slick infield defense gathers a sweep for Detroit. Well, Detroit's had a very good defensive series. Lang needed a double play, even though Colas can run, and he is running on this one, but he can't beat the throw, and the Tigers sweep the series. You're the White Sox. You're playing at home. You have a new general manager. The Chris, Chris Getz era starts off getting swept by the rotten Detroit Tigers. They trail Detroit by 10 games right now. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. We're in for Mully and Haw this Labor Day. Hope you're not laboring too much today. Enjoy it. Take it off. We're going to go to our hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. And we're going to welcome back to the show a man who is um, co, I don't know, does he have co-engine of... The Sox machine. <laughs> and I don't know if he wants to be blamed He's two for of that. The, two of the four wheels. If he has the energy to keep going, I know I can. I know I can. I think I can. I I feel bad for White Sox fans because this is all you got, and you'd gladly trade the expansion team in Nashville for whatever they're going to give you here. Josh Nelson, welcome back to the show. Just sort of tell us where you are today. What's your... Mental and emotional GPS. <laughs> what, what a great weekend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, after the great week you had. <laughs> no, it's, uh, man, walking into the stadium Friday night and seeing, like, Lot C, where the media parks closer to the front end, and usually Lot C this season has been a little hectic with fans coming into the game, and that's where you get the traffic log jam as far as parking. And walk by that parking lot, and nobody is there on Friday night. There are no cars, completely empty. And just how quickly attendance has dropped for the White Sox at Guarantee Rayfield this weekend. Like, they may have sold more than 20,000 tickets for Saturday and Sunday. There were not 20,000 fans. Saturday and Sunday, I guarantee Rayfield. So quickly, Chicago White Sox fans have checked out, and uh, I think they're all waiting for this upcoming Sunday to see Justin Fields. Like it's very football mode now for for Southsiders. Yeah, Josh, and I, I'm nodding along with you because I've been to many a Sox game over the years, and I love a good baseball game. I love going to the ballpark. Any ballpark, right? I mean, pick your ballpark, mm-hmm. but I love going to the south side, and I noticed that yesterday flipping around. As they panned to the crowd, I was like, holy cow, on a Sunday on Labor Day weekend, there is nobody right. there. And and I and, get it, but it's yeah. that's a it's a tough it's a tough thing for uh for the diehards and certainly for, you know, guys like yourself who are deeply invested there in the White Sox. Yeah, I mean Saturday night sitting there and it's like Man, there's still two more innings left in this game. <laughs> like, like they they had four base hits, singles, and then they grounded into a double play. Like I've never seen that before. So I guess history, uh, where every base hit was immediately wiped out by grounding into a double play. Like that's just how bad things have gone on the south side. And 
You know, it was great to hear from Jerry Reinsdorf in a way on Thursday as like proof of life uh, that he still exists <laughs> and he's still running things the Chicago White Sox. And he provided some clarity, at least where his mindset is. But after he spoke, so many, especially on Sox Machine, we have gotten a lot of emails from our readers and listeners. We've seen a lot of people make comments as well on the website that they're done with the White Sox until Jerry Reinsdorf is no longer associated with the organization. Like, that is how bad it has gotten that it feels like it's the Bill Wirtz era now for White Sox baseball. That it doesn't matter what Chris Getz does because nobody has any confidence that Getz is going to be able to turn this around. Now everyone's looking at the clock, waiting until Jerry Reinsdorf either sells or is no longer part of the organization. And that is the Bill Wirtz comparison is quite live. And Jerry gave you reason to believe that there's no reason to believe in him because he was asked if he would sell and he said, what would I do? So right. it, he made it sound like a vanity project. It's like, well, what would I do? I don't play bridge. I don't play golf. I, I, okay, well, go take a nap, especially when it comes time to conduct a GM search. But I guess after an exhaustive search of Chris Getz's office, <laughs> he found his man and he still found time. This is why I find I pity Sox fans. They may not want my pity. But this is how you know Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't care about fans, is that he wanted to continue to defend the Tony La Russa situation. And, I, and he, he was the right guy. He won 93 games. He won a division. Well, you know what? Ricky Renteria won a division. And Tony La Russa did not win more playoff games than Ricky Renteria. So really, what did you gather? What, what, what you gained was... Jerry Reinsdorf in another version of a vanity project, bringing his manager back. So how, how could you work around it? What do you believe? What do you think? What can you embrace as a Sox fan, Josh Nelson? Louise Roberts, really good. Okay. Uh, that's for, that's pretty much what you can Moving embrace. Moving right along. Right he didn't play yeah. yesterday though. So <laughs> he, 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 and I don't know how much he'll play in the last 25 games. Uh, we're approaching a season high uh, total for Luis Robert. And he's already eclipsed five wins above replacement. This is how bad it is. The White Sox collectively as a position player group is below five war. But Luis Robert is above five war, meaning that everybody else is at replacement level or negative value. So you could have pretty much just called up the Charlotte Knights <laughs> and added Luis Robert to that roster, and you would be right where you are right now. Is this the Birmingham project that, that yeah. Chris Getz was so <laughs> thrilled with? Oh, man. In a way, it's just it's remarkable on how here and how mediocre Eloy Jimenez and Andrew Vaughn have been. Andrew Vaughn, with the stats being updated after yesterday's game, his weighted runs created plus is 100, and his OPS plus is 99, which means that he is a league average hitter. But when you're not good defensively at first, when you are one of the worst base runners in Major League Baseball, you have zero war. You have zero value. You should probably be in AAA. And that's not good because – 
the White Sox invested a third round pick, uh, a third overall pick, I'm sorry, in Andrew Vaughn. Like he was supposed to take the baton from Jose Abreu and continue this great lineage of first baseman for the Chicago White Sox, starting from Frank Thomas to Canerco to Abreu. It was supposed to be Devon, but he doesn't hit enough to overcome the other shortcomings of his game. And Eloy, man, he's hitting grounders at a 53% rate. Like we almost have to stop talking about the power potential for Eloy Jimenez. I don't even know if he's going to hit 20 homers this year, guys. And a big part of that is that he continues to hit the ball on the ground. You can't tap into your power if you keep hitting grounders, it's just really that simple. And, and Yohan Mikata is going to make $24 million next year. He's going to be a top five paid third baseman in baseball. And he's probably a bottom five third baseman in baseball. And Tim Anderson, I don't know what Chris Getz's plans are for Anderson, but that's going to be a very interesting conversation once this regular season ends between Getz and Tim Anderson's agents, because they have 10 days after the world series to decide on that contract option and Tim Anderson has played as one of the worst shortstops in Major League Baseball in 2023. And that's a $14 million club option the White Sox have to decide on. And there's also the whole Liam Hendricks contract option as well. There are some very difficult decisions that Chris Getz will have to make after this season as a first-time general manager. And there's just 25 games left in the regular season to kind of have a better understanding of where you are. I'd love to help Chris out and tell him – you're in a terrible spot. 2024 is not going to get any better, but your boss is 87 years old and he doesn't know how much time he has left. So he wants to continue winning, but he probably doesn't want to spend at the level that you'll need to spend in order to win. So pray. I, I mean, is that the game plan here for the White Sox that suddenly Makata Anderson, Jimenez and Vaughn play up to expectations. Like that's where the White Sox are, at least on a position player front. Well, I think you need to go back to sleep today, Josh. <laughs> you, go, you go, go take a morning nap. There's a lot to be said for that. And take a deep breath. And this is Margarita Monday in honor of Jimmy Buffett. Okay? All right? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Josh, thanks for your time. Josh thanks, Nelson Josh. of the Sox Machine does great stuff. The fact that he brought up the number of war, of where Louis Robert Jr.'s war is, over five, and everybody else is so bad that their position players, they've dragged. Are negative. Yeah. They've dragged it down below Louis Robert combined. Well, and, the, and this he tweeted this out, and it it is funny. Every time I see it, and he's done it several times, number two in White Sox player position war behind is. Behind Louis Robert. Behind Jr. Louis Robert. Is. Right. Go ahead. Flip all the cards and tell it's, the studio audience. It's Jake Berger. And nobody's going to pass him for second this year. No, it, it, they're they're well behind Jake Berger at a one point four. I think it was before he got traded. Why we? Why did they trade him? That's another question. Well, we will ask. We have other questions about the Bears now. We're going to take a break when we come Bears. back. Chris Emmo covers the Bears, and they begin the week. Packer week. This franchise that lost to Brett Hundley is now going to face Jordan Love. Justin Fields against Jordan Love. Is it really, is it, is it a fair fight, finally? Do we finally get to the point where it's a fair fight? Let's, we'll ask Chris Emma. And we will <laughs> move right along with Bears backers, and we're going to list all, we're going to talk quarterback. Sorry, Bears fans. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score.
Yeah, we're going to let it play out. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 